everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast. Craig Schaub here with Laura Kessel. Laura, how are you doing? Doing well. Well, if you're here, then that means we are talking Seinfeld. We are plowing our way through season three. We're on episode 16, and this one is the fix-up. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to report from my perspective that this is a nice uh, change of pace in a better way than the suicide episode that we talked yeah. about last week. Uh, the fix-up, this is an episode I will say that I, I don't quite remember watching that. You know, maybe I've seen it once or twice, but it's it's definitely not something that I, I really was ultra familiar with. But I did like it. It was a nice step up from the uh, the Pez dispenser and the suicide. Laura, what were your initial impressions of the fix-up? I've always liked this one. Um, not necessarily, like, I wouldn't put it in my top 20, you know, yeah. but... There's a couple moments in this episode that just kill me, you know. Um, I there's there's actually like, and this is a lot for me. This is actually a very good George episode. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, he is, he's like, not George in this. <laughs> he doesn't George it up <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, he, I think he does. I mean, if if George was like this all the time, I would really love George. Right. Well, in, in the plot of this episode is that George is, you know, of course, the classic down on your luck, George Costanza, mm -hmm. uh, having trouble meeting women, finding someone to at least go out with him or that he wants to go out with. So he's telling this to Jerry. And on the other side of that, you have Elaine talking to her friend Cynthia, who's kind of going through, you know, they're both going through this talk about how all the great guys know they're great and the mediocre guys are insecure basically because they're not the great guys. What basically, so, um, so Jerry and Elaine are together, you know, they're friends, they're watching TV, they're kind of hanging out and they kind of come up with this idea that maybe they can fix up their two friends with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hilarity ensues in some ways with George and this woman, you know, having a great conversation. George, of course, says he threw away his uh, notes or script that he had uh, planned for his talk with her, which I thought was kind of fun, too. Um, but, yeah, this is a, a, a better than expected George episode. I'm assuming it's because of how he was at the end of the episode. Is, am I right with you? We'll get to that in a little bit. Or was it just throughout that you liked him? Um, it was a lot. Um I mean, he was like, he was really vulnerable with George, yeah. with Jerry in the restaurant when they were talking about, I mean, it, it's very funny, you know, that scene, that scene, I guess scene, I, I would call it a scene where, you know, they're kind of juxtaposing the two conversations off each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's looking for her and she is looking for him, you know, and, right. yeah. you know, it, she wants somebody who's shy and you know somebody who's not that experienced and he wants somebody who is going to basically take control and yeah. you know so i mean they're perfect for each other really yeah. so i just like the way that it kind of moved you know and then it did they did it again yeah. um, when jerry and elaine were presenting the other one to to each other and one of my favorite all-time george lines is in this movie movie in this episode um where they're he, he's talking about her physical attributes and asking 
you know, what is, does she have this? Does she have this? And he's asking about thick, lustrous hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thick, lustrous hair is very important to me. And, and of course, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry kind of calls into question George's yeah. desire to have uh, a thick, yeah. illustrious hair when he, of course, yeah. does not have much hair to speak of. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a good episode, and I, I really like the scene that you're referring to where they're cross-cutting between the two different conversations, which I think, you know, men and women always wonder how the opposite sex talks to each other about them. Exactly. And this, this actually kind of rang true. Sometimes I think Seinfeld mm -hmm. episodes maybe miss the mark a little bit on, on some of the things that they try to portray and, mm -hmm. and this is one of those where I think it works out. I think yeah. these are conversations that you might have with your buddies when you're talking about, oh, well, tell me about them. And then you're, it's almost like you're, you're trying to dissect every bit of them so you don't get your hopes up for someone perfect. But then it works out and you end up dating someone and they, they go out and everything works out for George and Cynthia. Mm -hmm. And uh, so much so that they decide to have uh, some intimate time with each other which turns into a, another part of a joke as well. Uh, so in, in this case, uh, George, I guess, was <laughs> so uncomfortable or so nervous about their experience that he offered to have their relations in the kitchen, which she wasn't a big fan of. Mm -hmm. And her I don't know. That was, yeah, her head was on a hot plate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that he loved the idea of it. He just was so nervous that he was trying to do something sp more spontaneous, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the weird side stories here is Kramer with Bob Sacamano <laughs> and working at the condom factory in New Jersey. So Kramer brings home samples of uh, condoms that were, I don't know if they were, you know, in production or if they were testing them out, but uh yeah. George takes one. Yeah, yeah. George takes one and uh, apparently uh, uses it on their date. And unfortunately, it, it appeared that the condom was a defect, and Kramer's bag full of condoms were were bad. He needed to get rid yeah. of them. George had already used them. Yes. So it was a weird storyline, but it was funny because of Kramer just being Kramer and. Yeah. You know, thinking he's got the next great thing is like he's got a, a lifetime supply of condoms. <laughs> but uh, one, of, one of the things I liked about how they use Kramer in this episode, where he was sort of the intermediary between Jerry and George <laughs> and then Jerry and Elaine. Yes. So in the first case, you know, George and Jerry are kind of getting into it about all of this relationship stuff and dating and whatever. And mm -hmm. Kramer comes in and starts breaking them up. And, you know, he's like, I thought it was hilarious when he said, if you're going to fight someone, fight me. Like he was <laughs> yeah. standing George. over on the side, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. But I actually like, I really enjoyed the, the part. And this is maybe the first time where it's really kind of deflated some of that tension between Jerry and Elaine, where he basically says, admit you guys are in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. That was something that, you know, it's it's kind of been always on the periphery of this series with these two mm -hmm. characters, maybe loving each other or wanting to be together or probably yeah. should be together. But then mm -hmm. Kramer, in classic Kramer form, just comes out and says, you love each other. 
Yeah. I like that part. I, I thought they actually used Kramer pretty well outside of the uh, defective condoms part. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't really have much of a role in this. Um, I mean, he offered Elaine half a bag, half a gross of condoms, yeah. and which is another one of my favorite lines from this episode. Yeah, she's like, "What am I, a hooker?" Yeah. Well, I wonder um, if this was pre-sponge Elaine. Then I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah um, it was. Um, she, uh, I, I liked. Um, I mean, the physicalness of that whole scene. It was just like one on top of the other, you know? Yeah. The, uh, you know, Kramer acting as peacemaker, you know, after, you know, he also, you know, then becomes the victim when he yeah. tells George that the, um, that the condoms are defective. Don't use them. Yeah. And then he says, unfortunately, you know, I didn't think you would use it. <laughs> and you know, set off George again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a. I I like this episode. This episode is what and won an Emmy for uh, yeah. for writing for yeah. the Elaine the Pope and Larry Charles winning an Emmy for outstanding uh, writing in a comedy series. Which, right? You know, I mean, like you said, I don't know that I would put this in like my my top echelon Seinfeld episodes, but it's. It's really solid, really good Seinfeld, though. Is mm -hmm. how I would sort of classify this. Like, this is uh, a, an episode, like I said at the beginning, I really wasn't ultra familiar with. That I don't really remember seeing it maybe more than once. I, I remember bits and pieces as they happened. But it wasn't necessarily, you know, something that I really remembered the story and just sort of the arc of the plot. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was a pleasant surprise, especially going up against, you know, some of the previous episodes that we've seen with the suicide being really one of the probably bottom 10% Seinfeld episodes out there. And then the Pez dispenser, I think, you know, for me, more of an overrated Seinfeld episode. Um, but uh, the fix up was really fun. You know, I think every character, you know, in Elaine got equal parts here, you know, with Jerry and George and Cynthia. So it was good that they actually utilized Elaine and then there, of course, there was the awkwardness between her and Jerry with do they want to spill the beans about what their friend has told them? Because their friends, you know, you know, George and Cynthia both tell them, don't tell the other person about what we're talking about. Yeah. And you can you can kind of see the the gymnastics that they're doing where they want to tell and talk about mm -hmm. everything. They want to spill the tea, but then they also yeah. don't want to sort of go against their friends, you know. Yeah. Secret either, so it's 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 the really pretty well. Yeah, it's a very well crafted. It's a he's a vault. The vault stayed closed, which was shocking. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's you a, figured it's a as soon as he well said the vault, you were like, no, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> well crafted episode. I I mean, I can see why um, the writing kind of pulled through, but I I really like this was a well shot Seinfeld with the cross cutting between the two conversations. Yeah. That the main characters were having with their their friends really a really well done episode i was really very happy after this episode it was one of their uh you know one of the better ones we've seen here in this middle season slog and um you know i know it's getting ready to lead into some of the best episodes of seinfeld but uh definitely a, a really fun and I, I, you know, every now and then they, they called back to, and I, I almost forgot about this, but when Elaine was explaining George to Cynthia, yeah. he had mentioned, you know, <laughs> a lot of his shortcomings 
And yeah. one of those was that he tried to poison his boss. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, Cynthia is like, oh, you're joking, right? And she's like, no. <laughs> Just like, you know, some fun that was, callbacks. That was like, that made me laugh because I didn't like put it together, you yeah. know, as a string that like that. But how would, I mean, we would you, would you ever recommend somebody date somebody that is described as having no job, tried to kill his boss, fat and bald? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's powerful. He's powerful. He can lift yes. 100 pounds over his head. Over his head. Yeah. <laughs> that was a um, fun description, too. You know, I don't think we should, I don't think we should gloss over something okay. in this episode. Um, George's reaction when he thinks that she might be pregnant. Yes, I did want to get to um, that. Yes. So George, of course, they had sex, defective yes. condom, her period's late. George finds out, and initially you would think George would freak out because that's George, right? Well, guess what? He doesn't. Tell us a little bit about that. He, I mean, he, he has the reaction. <laughs> he has the reaction every woman who's ever been in this situation would want to have. <laughs> yeah. um, he is excited because he thinks he's a father. So he like, he literally runs out of the apartment and runs apparently runs to her and tells her that it's her decision to make. He will support whatever decision she makes and she, he will be there for the whole thing and whatever she needs. You know, it's just, it's almost shocking because yeah. that's not George, you know, but yeah. I mean, he's, it, this is a real find for George. I think in this episode, yeah. Too bad he doesn't stay this way, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, ever. <laughs> no, I, I always kind of wonder, as, as I was watching that scene, I, I kind of wonder how George would would have reacted in different seasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. obviously, we know how he kind of reacts to Susan's death with the, mm -hmm. the wedding invitations. So it makes you think that that George probably would would have freaked out. But here yeah. he doesn't, and and, and I, I mean, it would have been easy probably to, to go that way and have him be the, the guy that was scared and didn't want to have anything to do with it, but it was refreshing to see that he was, because, you know, yeah. I mean, as, as neurotic and as pathological liar that George has become and is, it's nice to see that he still has some sort of a moral compass i suppose that he's not the worst person in the world and that he would mm -hmm. step up to the plate in this situation with cynthia's preg pregnancy scare so it's good to see that uh yeah. they could have gone the other way very easily because of how george yeah. has been presented and they didn't so in mm -hmm. some ways it might not have worked for the, how george's character has been presented but in other ways it's refreshing to see that they did do that yeah I mean, granted, I mean, what was this, 1992? I mean, yeah. it was more, for lack of, it was more of a Puritan time, you know, yeah. In, yeah. in TV. This would not be, this would not be what the reaction was if this was, if this series yeah. was being done today, you know. Yeah. Callous think, guy would be callous right. all the time, you know. Right, right, yeah. And I think it was, you know, because it wasn't like, you know, we had in later seasons where Kramer was, you know, they were talking about fatherhood and how these guys are all getting a little older and, 
you know, the, the family name may not live on. And then of course, Kramer was excited that maybe his name would live on, but I don't remember, I don't recall any time George ever really getting into the, you know, I want to be a father. I want to do this. I want to do that. I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. so maybe it's a little bit of a departure than what you would think, but maybe George was uh, excited. You know, maybe he'd have some purpose given that his life wasn't really that exciting at the time. Remember, he he already had the name. That's true. Seven, yeah, seven, yeah. Seven. That's mm-hmm. true. But he never really <laughs> showed much of a desire to like, no, settle down and have a family. I mean, even yeah. when he was, you know, with Susan, it was always, "How can I get out of this without mm-hmm. getting out of it?" Kind of, but right. you know, wanting to get out of it without breaking her heart or causing a scene or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, interesting. And then of course, you know, you had the the great line of, I can't believe it. I'm a father. I did it. My boys can swim. <laughs> so he yeah. was, he was pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall though, a good episode. Any, any other thoughts that you have on this episode or anything that you wanted to point out? There were two weird things in this. Yeah. Both are kind of related, but the, the eating that was going on. <laughs> I mean, and both of them were the same way. So I was like, how could she be? I, you know, I was thinking, how could she be judgy? Cynthia be judgy about George's method of eating? Granted, he is a slob. But no. I mean, just the way he was eating with Jerry and she was, yeah. you know, she was eating with Elaine. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is the bulimia. It just like was a throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I... I don't know. It didn't, I mean, it didn't bother me. It just was so odd, you know, because Elaine was, Elaine clearly was bothered by it because she was the way she reacted. And she mentioned it to Jerry (laughs) because Jerry knew that she vomited, you know, but you know, even George didn't really say anything when he said it, you know, after all that stuff that he was perturbed by the bulimia was not one of the things. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I think he was, also maybe more concerned about her physical appearance too though like he wanted to make sure she was physically fit had great hair and eyebrows and every you know well he wasn't really concerned about the eyebrows eyebrows was nothing to him yeah but yeah you're right and you know of course at the end of the episode um when he for lack of a better way of describing it it seems like he was like a pig in a trough yes you know putting his face down by the, by the food and just eating it. It was kind of a weird, I mean, sometimes I wonder why they did that because George, I mean, I'm not saying that George was a particular way of eating any other episode, but I mean, he, they kind of made it worse this episode, maybe for the sake of making it worse. And then also I think too, for the sake of giving her a reason to not be that interested even yeah. if she has like a weird way of eating herself, I think, you know, it's one of those things where you don't know how you do something. So when you see someone else do it, even if it's the exact yeah. same way, you're kind of put off by it, even though you may yeah. eat the same way or chew or whatever it may be. So yeah. that, that's possible that that could have happened too. But yeah. overall, a good, a very good uh, Seinfeld episode. But we are going to be getting into, you know, among some of the better episodes here, especially the next two weeks. So next week, we're going to be talking about The Boyfriend. And this is a two-part episode. 
and it uh, involves uh, former baseball player Keith Hernandez as a love interest for Elaine. It's a two-parter, but we're going to condense two parts into one episode here next week. Pretty excited about that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen the boyfriend episode, so I can't wait to watch it again or episodes. So I'm very excited to watch it again. How about you? Um, well, I watched it today because, you okay. know, I, um, Chris and I always talk about the fact that we watch on Hulu and one episode just rolls right into the next before you even think about it. You're watching the other episode. Um, it's just as good now as it was then. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't wait. I love, uh, I mean, everybody, every, well, there's not much. Oh yeah, there is George. Yeah. Um, there's not much George in the beginning, but later on in the episode, he's, he's very well seen. And, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, Newman is beside himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as always, they, they throw in some strange movie references. I know they'll have a, a JFK reference yes. with trial and the, the magic yeah. loogie so I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about this episode it's it's one of my favorites probably mm -hmm. in that that top you know five to ten percent of good of great seinfeld episodes so yeah. very excited to talk about the boyfriend episodes next week laura any final thoughts here on the fix-up no it's a good one it is it's good fine. seinfeld yeah, and, and sometimes in the early seasons, it's hard to find good Seinfeld. So these the season three, obviously, I know we've talked about, definitely was a nice turn of the corner. Season two had some solid episodes, but uh, you know we're starting to see some of the best episodes of Seinfeld come up here with the boyfriend. I'm a fan of the limo as well, which is the next episode after the boyfriend. Um, okay, well we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah. Laura's giving me a little bit of, eh, I don't, maybe not. <laughs> but, uh, maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe it's been too long no, since I've seen it. But um, no, there's a lot of them that you guys like that I'm not necessarily okay. crazy about. All right. Well, we will uh, talk next week about uh, the boyfriend. For Laura, this is Craig. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.